Hello and welcome to the Health Hacks podcast, the podcast for high-performing professional females looking for practical ways to optimize all areas of their health and wellness. At Health Hacks, we understand that as a busy female, you wear numerous hats throughout your working week. You're trying to juggle it all, while also looking to carve out time to prioritize your own goals. It's challenging. It's therefore our mission to channel your energy into the areas that are going to help give you the biggest bang for your buck, to really make significant changes to your lifestyle in the most efficient way possible. So at the moment, if you feel as though you need more energy, you want to feel more productive to improve the quality of your sleep, to lower stress, to increase confidence, to show up better in both your personal and your professional relationships, this podcast is for you. If it's time you prioritize your health, learn to fuel your body, found time for exercise, and said goodbye to fad diets and inconsistent behaviors for good, this podcast is for you. If it's time for you to step into the shoes of the high performer you know you can be, this is the right podcast for you. Join me and my guests as we take you through the Health Hacks podcast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Health X podcast. I am on today with Nina Dybel and we're going to be jumping headfirst into the subject of midlife health. So supporting you to be your very, very best self and to support both your body and mind through midlife. Do any of these sound familiar? Perhaps for no explainable reason whatsoever at the moment, you feel as though you have a lack of concentration perhaps a a lack of focus, you find yourself procrastinating throughout the day. Maybe you find yourself being forgetful a lot of the time, walking into a room and not really remembering what you were there to do. Perhaps it's sleep disturbances, so not being able to get a full night's sleep, waking up multiple times throughout the night, or perhaps you wake up super, super early. Maybe it's low mood or anxiety, just not feeling quite yourself, maybe low confidence, not feeling quite as comfortable doing the things that you once that you once did. Or perhaps it's more tangible changes to your physical body, weight gain or weight loss, perhaps, or changes to your your hair, your skin or your nails. You're noticing uh, your body responding to midlife and the journey through this time of life. If any of that sounds familiar, this recording with Nina is the one for you and I can guarantee that you're going to leave this episode feeling truly uplifted and supported. Nina has a really wonderful way about her and really lifting the lid and talking really frankly about these really common considerations around midlife. And even if you're not in midlife quite yet, this is all great to know. What we talk about in the episode is how great it is to be aware of potential changes because once we know, like we always say, knowledge is power, we can help really adapt, respond and understand these uh, the changes that happen to us as ladies. It will happen to all of us as we journey through midlife. So enjoy this episode with Nina. In other news, have you jumped on the website recently and seen our new five-step guides? If you are someone who's struggling with any of the following, sleep, lack of sleep, lack of good quality sleep, lack of time, low energy or elevated stress, if any of those sound familiar, jump onto our website and have a look at our five-step guides. They're super, super quick and easy and digestible and are designed to be there to support you with strategies that you can implement straight away. This is the thing. Listening is all very well. We're so glad that you're here with us on the podcast, but implementing is even more impressive. So jump on the website, have a look at the five-step guides, pick the biggest barrier, the one that you're struggling with at the moment, and start implementing straight away. I'll be so, so impressed. In other, other news, if you enjoy the Health Hacks podcast, if you have subscribed, see if subscriber numbers have jumped up over the last little while and we're so thrilled. So thank you if you're a subscriber of the podcast, but if you're not, now is your time. So that you never need to search for us again, you can hit that subscribe or follow button on your favorite podcast platform. And like I say, you never need to search for us. We will just magically appear in your podcast platform every single week. It's every Tuesday morning and you have a brand new episode to listen to. So if you would like to 
to support the show, subscribing is a wonderful way to do it. Another way is to send to someone in your inner circle. Perhaps you've had a conversation with a friend over coffee or on a dog walk or at the school gate recently about anything that I've just discussed anything and you were both having a chat about it and perhaps they are facing the same barriers as you at the moment if you think they would find the Halifax podcast valuable send them an episode send me over to them and I can chat away in their ears and it is the only way that we can really help support the podcast we don't run ads on the platform at the moment I've absolutely no plans to do so um but if you would like to show support that is a wonderful way to do it and we would thank you so much Anyway, uh, one last thing for me, if you do enjoy the podcast and you like our message, if the things that I chat about resonate with you and you would love to explore the idea of one-to-one coaching a little bit further, please do reach out. I would love to know more about you and your lifestyle and crucially, your goals for the remainder of the year. Don't want to alarm anyone, but we are over the hump of 2023. We are in the third quarter we are into July six months left of the year what have you achieved so far if you don't feel that you've achieved everything that you want to by this point in the year get in touch we'd love to support you in doing that and believe me that's not a scaremongering tactic but while the um while the rest of the world is on holiday maybe you have plans to get away over the summer months or maybe you just want a little bit of support and a bit of a kickstart and you've been wondering 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 should I shouldn't I listening to the podcast for a while you're familiar with me you've heard me chat away um, but you've not quite taken the plunge into coaching yet now is the time to get in touch uh, the contact details for me can be found in the show notes below like I say we would love to hear from you um, I think that's more than enough for today, isn't it? Uh, let's get into this wonderful conversation with Nina Dybel, all around midlife health. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Health Hacks podcast. Today, I'm so pleased to be joined by Nina Dybel. Nina is a health and wellness coach based in the UK, and it's her mission to help women in midlife thrive in their careers and their personal life using positive health practices to unlock their full potential. Nina joins us today. Firstly, how are you? I'm good. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you so much for inviting me on the podcast. I am so looking forward to this chat today. Nina, we just found out we're both based in London. Did you survive the heat wave? Yes. Yeah. And then now, obviously, you know, kind of looking at the weather thinking come back <laughs> no summer please come back no it's um it's uh it, it's funny though isn't it we're just not used to it and I don't know about you but it changed my my routine a little bit I was exercising slightly different time trying to drink mm. loads and loads of water you my preferences for food's changed as well when it gets when it gets really hot oh yeah totally and it's it is that kind of you know you just have to realize that, that that's what's going to happen you know that is happening and not to kind of worry about it but yeah maybe change up your routine a bit so you're not doing so much at the hottest part of the day. I know. What an awful week to start running. That was what I was saying to myself when I was plugging along, <laughs> watching the watching the haze on the pavements so of the heat and thinking, oh my goodness, what a week to start. Yeah. Anyway, Nina, <laughs> Nina, today we're going to dive into a subject that you are an absolute expert in, that you work with your clients very closely to help them navigate. But we're going to be talking about prioritizing health throughout midlife and how to help yeah. our ladies do that. I wonder if before we go into today's topic, we find out a little bit more about you, your background, and how you've arrived where you are today. Yeah, well, I, um, I am a health coach, and I specialize in midlife women's health, um, a lot to do with the perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause, but then also for women who are, you know, in the time before then, just to educate them and you know we never know when this is going to start so it could happen in your late 30s or it's early 40s nobody knows there's no set date for this so yeah just to help them navigate this and through their health to know that that's that can be a really positive thing and I'm trying to also make sure that people are looking at it more positively because I think sometimes there is a bit of a negative spin on it and people are worried about it. But, you know, it's not something to be worried about. And with little life hacks that you can feel good and you can manage the symptoms and you can lessen the symptoms just with ways that you're living. So, um, so yeah, I trained as a health coach and I was working in another job and then kind of pandemic hits and I had bit of a re-evaluation of things 
and just decided that this is really what I've always loved doing and that I love, you know, helping people and, um, you know, getting them back on track. So, um, so that was my, that's where I um, got to and how I found myself as a health coach. And, um, and yeah, it's, um, it's an approach that it's not a one size fits all thing. It's um, very individualized to that person. And also it's a, it's a slow process. It's not quick fix. Um, you know, this is going to, this is going to work and everything will be fine. It's all about implementing these ways that you're looking after yourself into your life as a whole. But yes, that's me in a nutshell. Nina, we're uh, singing from the same hymn sheet there and Mm -hmm. everyone listening to this episode will know I'm not the coach for you if you're looking for the six-week shred or as you say, Mm -hmm. the quick fix or the fad diet. I think we've made enough of of those mistakes in our own pasts to help ladies avoid (laughs) avoid those pitfalls. Any crash diets or dieting things you wish you'd skipped in the past yourself? any fads oh my god there's so many and there's always that hook just before um you know well after christmas so always the january detox thing you know the punishing kind of eating like a sparrow or in the summer you know the summer body kind of thing which you know i'm all for if you want to look good in a bikini look good in a bikini but and do you know do work towards that if that makes you happy but don't think that that is going to happen in two weeks, no matter what they say. <laughs> and I literally remember, do you remember the, the special K diet? Do you remember? And it was oh. on the side of the, and it was the red bikini and the diet yeah. was literally, if anyone is uh, probably showing my age here that I, I did no, that, I but it was, um, it, the diet was literally in essence, it was two bowls of cereal a day, wasn't it? On mm. one meal what you yeah. were what you were supposed to have and it was 30 grams of special k and it wasn't until I got a set of weighing scales and actually looked at what 30 grams of cereal is uh it's not a hell of a lot to sustain you yeah. throughout the day no wonder you did lose weight I know exactly and it is only cereal you know it's cereal and milk you think what am I doing here but it, you know there's all sorts of the cabbage soup diet you think what what the people no. <laughs> Really? Now, really? thankfully, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't exactly. it? Now we can look back and uh, and say, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? But we're absolutely not going to be talking about crash dieting today. Yeah. And we're going to be talking about uh, promoting really positive health throughout the midlife. Nina, there are some common barriers that you see ladies um, are presented with throughout this time of life. Maybe we should identify first and foremost, what kind of age range we're talking about here. You mentioned menopause, perimenopause mm. as something yeah. that can affect ladies through, um, through any point really from their, from their mid thirties onwards. But when, when you're talking about midlife, what's the kind of age range of lady you're working with and what's the set of circumstance she finds herself mm. in, in her life? Yeah, so it's usually, I would say that people view, well, it's viewed midlife um, in around the early 40s. I think you start seeing changes when, you know, people are always talking about changes from when you hit 40. And I think, you know, the main main issue that women come to me um, about is weight loss because, or changes in their body, because, you know, whether if they've, you know if they've had a waist and they suddenly don't have a waist the thickening of the waist or just and they were able to you know lose weight quickly but they couldn't if they put it on you know if they had a bit of a a heavy weekend or something like that and then they just hold on to this and it's not a huge weight gain but it is just something that makes them feel uncomfortable and their clothes are a bit tighter but there's no reason for it because they're still eating this way that they were eating um, and other things are, you know, sleep issues. They're kind of waking in the night and wondering why, you know, I was always a great sleeper. And, this, you know, that did happen to me where I would literally head hit the pillow and I'd wake up seven to eight hours later. No, no waking up in the middle of the night. And I, I'd then start waking up and at the weirdest times, like 2.37 every single time. You think, what is this that's going on in the background here? And um, And then another thing is kind of, anxiety where they're not quite sure of themselves or they're they're unable to deal with things and it's it's these little tiny little changes which creep up on women they don't 
they're not all of a sudden slam dunk this is happening to you it's you know I had I had things where I suddenly thought and I even think back now and I think oh that was the that was probably perimenopausal changes or that was just midlife changes which led to perimenopause then leading to menopause so it's a very very slow burn which is why so many women are caught out because it's it's really um it doesn't hit you so quickly and there's not an overnight change but with the way that we live you can kind of manage these symptoms or you can make them better so um there it's there is a light at the end of the tunnel but it will happen because it's all to do with our hormones changing yeah absolutely i think we'll go into each of these and and dissect them Mm -hmm. if that's okay with you but the first thing it makes me think is how much we take this for granted in our 20s (laughs) So oh, you know yeah. your 20s when you just jump out of bed you just oh. your skin is glowing everything's easy mm. you've got tons of energy um yeah it's uh we do we take it for granted um okay let's go into our common barriers you've mentioned a few of them already mm. but I think what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll do a deep dive into each and hopefully this will be really beneficial for any ladies who are listening to this and who can really resonate with some of the yeah. um the Uh, barriers that we're looking at so the first one um lack of concentration forgetfulness or or lack Mm. of general focus in the day what um how can that typically present itself yeah so it can be you know I mean we all say you know you walk into a room you forget why you've walked into the room or you can you know forget things if you go out shopping and you forget something on your list or you forget to do things but um it can manifest much to feel much worse because it's almost like a fog comes over you and um and you can't really see any clarity with it or the, the you know the forgetfulness it doesn't come back so you do walk into that room you think why have I come in here and you sometimes I would walk back out of the room or go back to where I remembered what I was doing and then I'd think oh yeah that was it kind of thing you know you you hack your brain to then think oh yeah that's why but it can be where it just is completely forgotten. Or I find a lot of people say to me that if they're at work still, that, you know, it's almost like they couldn't even remember something, an email being sent, the nothing, there's no recollection to it. So it is, it's just, you know, for that, it can be really upsetting because you do feel like you're slightly losing it. And you're wondering, why can't I suddenly, you know, I used to be able to do this, but it's so gradual that, you don't, you know, you're not realizing it on a daily basis. You're just thinking, oh, I'm just being a bit silly and I'm forgetting things. But then other people around you are reacting to it. So that makes you feel a little bit more self-conscious about it than the whole age thing, you know, especially if it is a work thing. You know, the younger kids are kind of going, what's wrong with her? Why can't she remember anything? Or even your own children or your husband or your partner, whatever you know, they're all thinking, why is she not remembering anything, you know, and it's, it is, it can be a little bit, it's also something that makes you feel quite lonely, because you're dealing with it, and not quite wanting to admit it, because you think, it, what is going on, because you don't understand it, so um, yeah, that can be, that can be a real problem for women, and I think more and more people are speaking out about it, so it's becoming more of a conversation, so it's better for women to be able to admit, actually, you know what, you've got to send that by email, or I've got to write it down, you know, the the to-do list or the list that you have on your fridge or whatever, you know, just to keep you memorizing these things. It's, it's almost like just keeping, knowing what works for you and how you can remember stuff. And sometimes you're just not going to remember. So it's almost giving yourself permission to not remember everything not you know it's it it is your hormones it's not you and that's what I always say that sometimes it's out of your control this but there are ways that you can be a bit kinder to yourself or just explain to other people and make sure they know what's going on Mm -hmm. any practical tools that you've used you know that you find really helpful you mentioned lists there are you a paper list next to your desk kind of person what's your what's your go-to strategies for that yeah, I oh, I have a, a notebook and um, I write everything down in that. Or I do have um, on my fridge, I have magnetic kind of lists that are on my fridge or on my phone. You know, if it's a shopping list, I'll take a photo of whatever's on there. Anything that, you know, if you're kind of 
you know, using uh, an item, if you run out of it, write immediately, write it down, find a pen or have a pen there or have something that is just immediate. So you can write it down so you don't forget it. And then if you are going to the shops, you know, try and remember to take a photo of that list or to keep the list with you so that you have it. Don't kind of wing it because that's when you will get frustrated and you will be hard on yourself and you will. It's harder to deal with. I always think if you're if you do try and wing it. So, yeah, a list is is your friend. And um, however it works for you, if you're old school and want to write it down on a piece of paper, do it. Or if you can do it on your phone on notes, do it. You know, all their shopping list um, apps, you can do all there are apps that you can have these lists on, you know, and it's it's just that, and that you can set reminders to do things, you know. So I think there's a lot of ways that you, but it's what's fine that works for you and what's sustainable to you. And just to, you know, let yourself know that it's okay. You're not, you aren't losing it. And that's, I think, quite a lot with the perimenopause that women have thought oh my god I you know I'm literally got something wrong with me but you mm-hmm. have you have in a sense but you it's, it's not it's not a terrible thing it's not debilitating it's not it's not going to be a pro, um, you know it's not something that can't be helped Mm-hmm. Maybe the wider point here, Nina, and why your role is so crucial in what you do with ladies is to almost gift them this information prior to it happening because Mm. this idea of self-compassion and actually being able to be kinder to ourselves when faced with that situation is much easier to do when you have a deeper understanding Mm. of what's actually going on so Mm. I think one of the things is about almost safeguarding our relationship with ourselves by understanding what's happening why it's happening when it might happen and then Mm. once you have that knowledge you can then start to say okay I get it. It's not ideal, but I understand why. This is what I'm going to do about it. Yeah. And I think the fact that you know, it's being talked about so much more, it's so helpful because I, and I, you know, it's funny, you know, I, my whole kind of the people I work with are the people within that space. But then it's also like, I, you know, I, I want to start working as well with women who are much younger and even those coming in their late 20s, early 30s, just to say, you know, this is what will happen to you. You know, this stage of life will happen. I don't care who you are. If you're female, this is happening to you. So to then have that knowledge and know what's happening, or then they know what's happening to their mum, or they know what's happening to their grandma, or they know what's happening to their aunt or their sister. So they can be there to understand and help. So it's almost that generation that needs all this information. But then the generation who's going through it, they want the information so they can think they could be kinder and think, ah, okay, there's a, you know, it's almost like we need the list of symptoms on our fridges as well as our yeah. shopping list. To read through. Next, sleep. Right about this time. Yeah. What are some of the what can we notice? What changes can we notice in our sleep throughout mm. midlife? Um, the there are there are a few. Um, the main ones are falling asleep. So women going to bed and not actually being able to fall asleep. So insomnia hitting um, is one thing. Um, another thing, as I mentioned before, is that waking in the middle of the night at an exact certain time, it's almost like, you know, there's some spike in glucose or your hormones, there's something going on where at a certain time, and it's not because there's light in the room or there's not because there's a noise, it's frequent. And it's most nights that you will wake up in the middle of the night and occasionally you can go back to sleep, but quite a lot of the time you are up and you're up for an hour, you're up for two hours kind of thing. And then another one, which is a real um, issue for women, is waking up very early. So it's that kind of, I mean, the 5 a.m. club is allegedly a very good club to be in, but when you're, you know, you've got Not to... Not what makes you cranky yeah. later on that day. Exactly. <laughs> if it's something that you're kind of like, I don't need to be up at 5 a.m. to, you know, kind of hit the markets or whatever the hell you're doing at 5 <laughs> in the morning or whatever. But it's it's that where you think, oh, my God, I, I've got to last until, what, 10 o'clock at night now. So, and why am I waking up like this when you've 
never had to wake up or you have never woken up until seven o'clock. So you're losing two hours every night and not being able to gain it back at the end of the, you know, the end of the day. So they're the three issues. Um, And I mean, sleep is, yes, I always think that with health and anything to do with health, kind of starting off with sleep is the thing that is going to crack everything, but it's always the hardest thing to crack. Yeah. And for those ladies who do find themselves either waking up, another common one I hear is waking up to the toilet a lot more. Is another oh, yeah. common one. So ladies who are finding these disturbances in their mm. in their sleep, Nina, whether they're regular or whether they're induced mm. by sort of external um either stress or or mood anxiety, whether it be, do you have any strategies that you use to help ladies uh, combat these yeah. or or at least help mitigate them? Yeah, I mean, um I, I had I did have a, a one client who that was her main issue. She was, you know, she was Everything else was fine. She had no other issues. She had one issue. And I I did a, I got her to do me a food diary just to see as part of the whole kind of helping her with her health. And um, and she and I said, you know, I looked at her food diary and I thought, well, okay, you're you're eating re- you know, actually really well. But then I just said, okay, you're you're drinking caffeine and not coffee, it was tea. Quite late on in the afternoon, I said, look. If for this one for three weeks, scale that back and only have your coffee in the morning and only have herbal teas in the afternoon. And you know, see how you go with that. Then she was eating quite a bit of sugar. And so I said, right, for three weeks, this is my one non-negotiable you have to stick to is you're not having any sugar, any extra, you know, kind of refined sugars. So she cut that out and then she was, um, she was very kind of would used to kind of, she did most of this, her kind of stuff at night. So she fussed around. So from about 10 o'clock, she would then do lots of jobs. And I said, you have got to calm down in the evenings as well. So I you know, I'd say when you've had your supper, then you have got to have a quiet quieter evening you can you know do some stuff but don't start cleaning the house at 10 o'clock at night you know then start getting your brain going and within a week she was sleeping much better so I think it's it really is and that's why you know and you're the same it is so individual because what will work for one person won't work for another person but trying all these little things out so reducing your caffeine intake, reducing your sugar intake. And that's not fruit, you know, that is kind of Haribo or chocolate or whatever. Um, doing that and, um, and you know, and, and having that kind of evening, a full evening routine where you, you know, you are having your supper and then you're having at least an hour of really calm time. And, you know, I'm not somebody who takes away screens or anything like that um, because you know what that's life and if it were if you want to that's great read a book or something but you know have a quiet time before you go to bed and um and also and I'm sorry to say this because it messes this is the one thing that messes with my sleep is alcohol and I don't care who you are it totally messes with you because it is it's a stimulant and so I will, you know, if I have some drinks, I am awake two hours after I've gone to sleep and I am just literally wired. And so, and the same, I have the same with sugar, but um, if I have it late at night. But yeah, so I, they are my tips. I would try to implement and look at your day. And if it helps, write yourself a food diary, just I'm being really honest as well. And, um, and, you know, and just push these things back. Don't eliminate them completely. Some things possibly, you know, are good to eliminate anyway, but just see if you reduce that, how much better is that for you later on in the day? And, you know, it's that it's those kind of things. I think it's really trial and error and see what works and also not to expect it to work within 24 hours. 
Those are all really valid points. I love, Nina, what you're saying is really around tweaking existing Mm -hmm. practices, not coming in and kind of bulldozing, taking anything out, bringing anything Mm -hmm. else extreme. It's like, that's, you know, the pattern of eating that you're, you're following. Let's try and tweak this. Let's nudge Mm -hmm. this here and let's see what the, what the effect of that could be. The alcohol one is a funny one, isn't it? Because we've all had those days where you come back and you just feel Mm -hmm. like after a really, really long day, I just need to, and sometimes mm. having that glass in your hand is, is the feeling that you get from that, isn't it? Mm. But what I would just urge ladies to consider is that moment of calm, that exhalation that you sometimes get with that first sip of wine, mm. further down the line, maybe not doing you the best service when, I don't know about you, but if I drink mm. alcohol, I am up first, way too early in the morning. Good. I don't feel great. I'm up way, way, way too early. The sleep that I've had has been disturbed. Um, I never really get good quality deep sleep mm. if I've been drinking alcohol and it's just a bit of a recipe for disaster in the yeah. long run. But um, in terms of other changes for ladies at this time, and I'll, I think one important point to mention here is that we're talking about these kind of themes and barriers, but these aren't satellite uh, issues. Mm. There is that crossover with yeah. a lot of these. So, you know, we all know that feeling when you've had a bad night's sleep, what effect that can have the next day on your diet, mm. on your how you're feeling. And the next thing we're going to talk about here is mood and anxiety. Yeah. Do you, what do you see happens with, to ladies in midlife Nina, with mood and anxiety? Yeah, with I mean, especially with anxiety, that's a big thing where, you know, women who have been kind of, they haven't experienced anxiety before. They haven't experienced that kind of, oh, I can't quite, I don't think I can do that. Or they're, they're feeling a little bit unsure about themselves or unsure about a situation. They can really question that in midlife and they can question what they're doing. And, you know, it's, it's a real, it can really throw people off because if they've been somebody who didn't even think about it, would just, you know, maybe walk into a room of people they didn't know or, you know, picking their child up from school or speaking to a teacher or, you know, going into a shop, um, you know, anything or trying to find something in the supermarket, going up to somebody and saying, whereas, you know, they, they just don't want to do it anymore and really questioning themselves over the smallest things you know that's a real that's a real um problem and then the low mood is another thing where it's just a bit like that then they aren't really um they have no no real it's not drive but it's their no real need or want to do anything they just feel a bit meh you know I just I kind of sit here got no reason to get up and do anything today or you know and I'm feeling a little bit like well down on themselves because of all these other factors that are coming that are changing and it's making them think well I can't do that anymore or they don't really want to talk to me because I'm a bit boring or I you know I keep moaning about what's going on you know it's all of those kind of things that they are that they all cross over which then crosses over into you know the depression uh, which some ladies do experience and then they're dealing with it all on their own and they don't want because they think they're burdening other people so they don't want to talk about it but actually talking about it is a really good thing because the minute and this is what I want to say to everybody is you know what the minute you say one thing to one other woman she will turn around to you if she's and she'll be like oh my god yeah and it will actually become funny no matter how horrible you're feeling at that point in time you talking about what you're doing, you'd be like, oh my God, yeah, but then I went into the supermarket and did this so embarrassing, you know, or I didn't, you know, I couldn't, and you kind of then women together will make a joke out of it, which is, which would be a real mood lifter. And you'll realize I'm not on my own. There's everybody else is doing that. And, you know, and this is the thing that I always want to say is you aren't alone. You, and you shouldn't have to do this alone. And there's, there are so many people around you who are going through the same thing. They may not want to admit it, I will tell you now, um, but they will all be going, oh my God, yes, yes. And it only takes one person to say it. And actually, that's the mood lifter, I think, is the greatest because you're kind of like, oh, well, I started that. I started that kind of little movement, conversation or whatever. So for me, just talking through things is a really important way to deal with 
all of that and the anxiety you have, you know, just saying, oh, I'm really, you know, I'm awful. I'm, I'm sorry, I really shouldn't feel like this. But then somebody turns around to you and says, no, I, oh God, I'm exactly the same, you know, and then you will make a bit of a joke about it, you know, I've lost my marbles or whatever kind of thing. So it is, it's that kind of talking about it. It's the way to deal with those feelings, all those feelings and the, you know, the lack of going back to the lack of concentration, the brain fog. It's all that kind of, if you can talk about it, you can get out of that, out of your own head in a way. Mm. My granny used to say a problem shared is a problem halved. So she used to say. Exactly. (laughs) Which is so true. It's having that community. And I think having, it allows us to create really strong connection with others as well. So not only Mm. are we going to be easier on ourselves, but you start to have that understanding, don't you? That I think I really love about female friendships and about female relationships is that you can have that really brings you together to really, to share that. Um, exactly. Nina, we've talked about, uh, touched on the psychological changes. Mm. Um, what about the physical changes to our body that happens during mm. midlife? Yeah, there's so many. I mean, you know, achy joints aching muscles which you know then you you feel like you can't do as much as you used to be able to do you know the way your your skin feels you know you can have really have gone had normal skin the whole time then all of a sudden dry skin itchy skin is another thing feeling of kind of crawling under your skin your hair and nails that was one thing I you know have really experienced and even the girl who does my hair said yeah, you've got you've got menopausal hair where it goes really dry and it just doesn't feel as good as it did. It broke off, you know, it's really brittle. My nails weren't, you know, aren't as strong um, as they were before. And, you know, um, and then the physical change of your actual body, you know, as I said at the beginning, you know, this is kind of thickening of the waist, the muffin top, the weight gain, you know, your legs feeling really heavy, um, you know, your kind of, you know, the, and also with your muscles weakening a bit, um, you know, this, that kind of the loose skin, your muscles don't feel as kind of as strong as they did before, you know, so all of these things, but it's all, you know, it is all so natural that all this is happening. And you don't have a lot of control over this, you know, you can use all the creams for your face, but yeah. What is what's what what is it doing? You know, you can use all the products on your hair, you can do the nail products, you can do, you know, everything. Um, but it's sometimes it's just what's going on inside you that needs to kind of balance a bit, and then it will all come back again. Or well, there are things you can take which will help, but it's you know, it's finding that that works for you and just you know, knowing that this is all natural. It is going to happen. And, um, but it's, yeah, it is, it's upsetting because you think, why is it, you know, it's, I don't want this to happen. I don't want, you know, I mean, as women, we're all kind of, you know, we all have our kind of various physical issues that we're dealing with that we, you know, we have about ourselves that we're not quite happy about or that we love, whatever, but it's, you know, it's dealing with those as changes that psychologically do upset you. And you think, well, I, you know, you have a pair of trousers you've fitted in for years, and all of a sudden, oh God, no, they, I'm not quite sure about those anymore. Why do they look different? But it is, it, it is because of changes, and it is changes from inside you. Nothing on the outside, you know, it's, it just is that. Nina, when you work with your clients, do you um, approach changes like this? And I'm sure the inevitable questions that will come up with mm. ladies, you know, why is this happening? Um, mm. Is this normal? The things that I'm sure you you uh, address on a, on a day-to-day, a week-to-week basis. Is your stance when you work with clients one of acceptance? Like, let's accept where we are just now and let's do that and, and show self-compassion and, and mm. look after our body and mind. Or are there practices that you suggest ladies put in place to help mitigate or um limit what's going on are you somewhere in the middle where what's your stance yeah I think it's definitely somewhere in the middle because I think it's almost it's it's an all-round thing where because you know if they're not if they're getting stressed about the way they look and upset then that leads to the way you know the kind of the packing on um weight around the middle because stress is related to the weight around the middle 
So then it then your stress and then the sleep isn't great, which also is linked to that. And so it's this kind of, you know, and talking about the physical changes, you know, it's and so I always kind of, you know, talk through that and see, you know, what is the real underlying issue here? And nine times out of ten, if somebody comes to you for weight loss, it's not all about that. It's actually, you know, it's not just because they've eaten too much. You know, it's there's always something else kind of little bit deeper down that there's a reason for what's happening and it's usually something within their life which when they they're talking about that and they're realizing that and then managing that section of their life can really help with their acceptance of what's going on for them to start that little journey of okay well how are we gonna how are we gonna make this better and make you feel better and then is there a a goal and what's that goal and actually what What's that realistic goal that you want to get to with this? And it's not just, okay, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to lose 10 pounds in 10 days kind of thing or anything like that, oh, 10 pounds, 10 months, whatever. It doesn't matter the time scale, but it's, it's the why you want to do it. First of all, finding that out and really why, you know, you're feeling the way you are and then thinking, well, where how's it going to happen and when you get there how are you going to feel about that that yeah. kind of it's a whole kind of journey from start to finish it's not just that one thing ever mm-hmm. so it's it's a real mindset thing that needs to be tw- again a little bit of tweaking of the mindset of thinking well you know it took it took a long time to get to where you are here and lots of changes so it's going to take a little bit of time to get to the other bit but also accepting that changes in your body changes in your parents some things are because of the of age and some things you know if you look at different areas of your life and think well actually that's you know I'm really happy there I'm really happy there and just accepting those kind of things sometimes calms you down and when you have that mindset shift then sometimes naturally things slot into place and it makes a life a lot easier for everything you know your mood your mindset the way you view yourself and then changes happening to yourself physically a lot Mm -hmm. easier. Just thinking about midlife and it's, it's a very, it can be, I think that's important to say some ladies do seem to breeze through this time. I had a Mm -hmm. lovely call with a, with a a client, a new client I'm now working with a couple of weeks ago and we were discussing menopause and she said, I didn't really, I, I didn't really, realized it happened just one day I just realized I hadn't had a period for 12 months she'd found the the process quite mm-hmm. uh, it was it wasn't a turbulent time but I think one of the things that as we're talking through this and I think as women we have real maybe it's just me we we have uh, considerations around control don't we we like to be in control of situations and typically you know organized and make sure that we're you know showing up the best in all areas and that we're ticking all the boxes and mm-hmm. providing everything for everyone that when we go through this turbulent time and things aren't as as predictable or we can't control everything or keep all of the the balls up in the air and keep everything in this perfect balancing act there seems to be this feeling that it's all just coming crashing down around us and it's not the case Mm. as you said there may be some areas in your life where you think you know I've really accomplished there and I've really done well there but it's Mm. hard to see that during this time isn't it yeah no exactly because I think you know there's it you've you've seen yourself at a certain position for so long and then you get to that point where you think why can't I just do that or why can't I you know snap back or you know why can't I just deal with that and it's you know there are because things are changing and then you know if, if we could all look back throughout the whole of our lives you know all those different stages you go through you know everybody had to change themselves a little bit to be at that stage you know in life you know even from when you were a kid to teenage years to kind of being in your 20s being in your 30s being in your 40s 50s you know each stage you're having to change yourself a little bit to mm-hmm. at least in. with this one we're trying to yeah. showcase this in advance and, and talk yeah. about it in advance so you can maybe take more control or uh, yeah. change the direction of how you want that that change to happen how you want to help navigate that and um, you've mentioned fat loss um weight loss a few times is um 
any considerations around diet or exercise, particularly for ladies in midlife? Is there a special midlife diet or midlife exercise program? If there was, I'd be loaded. <laughs> Sadly, no, there's not. I, I, you know, I, I was asked this question, and I, you know, I, I've kind of my answer to it is it's more of the way you. I think you have to have a mindset change a lot of the time, but also the other thing, you know, yes, th- there are foods that you know your food and your diet and your kind of exercise and movement that does have to change in a way because you know you can't eat as much as you used to eat when you were 20 you can't get away with it because your body you just physically cannot get away with it so you know but it doesn't have to be anything drastic I just think you know sometimes you do look at your kind of portions and think well I I don't really need all of that so sometimes I I say to ladies kind of look at your portions, you know, also kind of get into sync with your mind that, you know, really know whether you're full or whether you're not. And did you need that snack? You know, especially my one thing is, you know, is, is snacking is, I mean, I was a prolific snacker. And um, when I stopped, I did, and you know, I don't, I'm not 100% perfect. But it's a, one of my main things where I'm just a bit like, I I really stopped it because I was mindlessly just going, grabbing some nuts, thinking, oh, that's so healthy, and then popping them in my mouth. And I wasn't hungry, but it was some kind of habit I got into, walking to my house after work, popping food into my mouth, and that was it. So I think it's, you know, it's little things that maybe you, you almost think before you do. So think, do I need that? Am I really that hungry? Or when you, when you finish your meal at night, kind of think, well, uh, you know, you're sitting in front of the TV. Am I just doing this because it's a habit and I'm having some chocolate or I'm having a biscuit or whatever? So it's funny. It's I think it's really a mindset thing. It's really an almost a, a shift in a lifestyle change rather than, okay, if you eat 30 different vegetables a week, you're going to lose weight. It, it, there isn't a midlife diet because we'd all be loaded if there was or somebody <laughs> would be. Yeah, well, we'd be out of a job because there would be one diet that just everyone would follow and then that would be the one. I think I'm a big one, Nina, on um, self-fulfilled prophecies. And Mm. one of the things that I find or one of the considerations at this time is that due to all of the things that we've talked about, the kind of low mood, sleep disturbance, um, body, physical change, et cetera, ladies will sometimes get into a headspace where they feel slightly defeated around Mm. you know this change is inevitable so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to avoid it I'm going to accept that it's happening and Mm. I'm actually just going to eat whatever I want or say yes to everything because it is inevitable that these changes will happen and there's not much I can do about it Mm. um is there anything that you would say to a lady who felt in that position at this point in time um, yes, I would say that don't give up, you know, don't, don't feel that 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 you are just accepting this time of life as, well, that's it, it's just happening. Um, and because it's not about the physical appearance, really, for me, it's about the mental and the internal, but well, it's about your health. So your whole and the thing is, I think, Everybody, you know, you say health and everybody's like, well, nutrition and movement. And I think, no, it's not. I really want to get this across to people that it's not about two things that can make or break you. It's about everything. So it's about your whole life. And also, if you think at 40, you're kind of, it's called midlife for a reason. You've got another 40 years possibly to live. So why not live it so you can walked down the street to the shop you can carry your your shopping bag and you can enjoy time with your friends and family you can still work you can when you know if if you have grandchildren you can play with your grandchildren so you know it's not about just what you're eating it's and you know how you look on the outside it's actually how you're looking on the inside and how you feel mentally and physically and that 
aspect of it is so much more important. So for somebody who's kind of defeated and like, well, I can't lose that five pounds, you know, it's never going to come off. I've tried and it keeps coming off and then it goes back on again. And then you just think, well, actually look at it more as you're nourishing your body. So, So when you're eating, it's the food you're eating is doing so much more. It's looking after your heart. It's looking after your bones. It's looking after your muscles. It's looking after your blood. You know, it's looking after your brain. It's looking after everything. And when you're moving, I don't care what you're doing. If you're going for a walk around the block or if you're going for a marathon, whatever you're doing for you, that is also linked to your physical health, your mental health, your bones, your muscles, everything. So it's kind of looking at it in that sense rather than as one thing. And it's usually aesthetic. That's my whole I always wonder if we could see our insights or if we had more data on it. We're all mm-hmm. data driven or now, aren't we? How many steps have I done? How many, what's my sleep score? I often wonder mm-hmm. if we could have, if we could see inside and see inside our arteries and in our, uh, at what would actually if it change the way that we would eat and behave and yeah. uh, consider ourselves. Um, Nina, this is uh, probably a good time to talk about some of the beautiful uh, and abundant and things we can be grateful for at this time of life. Mm. I think it's, it's all very easy to get trapped in the thought process that all change is necessarily negative. Um, but mm. what are some of the positives that can come out of midlife and even either uh, to do with health or or otherwise? Yeah, I think, well, you know, I and mean, that's the spin that I kind of put on it. You know, it's, it's like, you know, there's a Jap- the, there's a Japanese saying that it's your second spring, and it's in, it's almost your second release on life because whatever situation you're in, you know, married with a partner, kids, no kids, whatever you're doing, this is a time that you can kind of think, well, I've got time for me, and I've got more to- ability to do stuff that I want to do or that I can do with others, or I just have time to you know, take care of myself and um and I think we've you know especially if you've got a family and you've got kids you know um you have probably been wrapped up in all of that so then suddenly the kids are all kind of you know they're independent or they are able to kind of do things for themselves you think oh okay so well I can go and meet my friend for a coffee and I don't have to be back at a certain time for school pickup or, you know, I mean, one one side of it is, you know, you have elderly parents, but then you could spend more time with them. And you probably haven't been spending time with them because you've been with your own family and doing your own things, you know, things like that. But then, you know, maybe it's a career change if you've been doing the same thing and you think, oh, is it is this what I want to do? Because this is possibly also adding a bit of stress, which is then messing with my sleep, which is then messing with my physical appearance, which is uh, my mental appearance. Is you know, do I need that job? Can I do something else? Is there something else I've wanted to do all my life? Or if you haven't been working because of family reasons, starting something completely new. I've got friends who, you know, have started a brand new journey. And you think, oh, God, it's quite exciting watching you do that. And them talking about it, you can see them, how animated they are. So I think it's all about, you know, this part of life is all about a new beginning and no matter how little it is you know you may just take up I don't know crafting or something you know it's it's you could do a new hobby you could do something new at the weekend with your partner or with your family or with a friend it's to me it's a it's a really positive part of life and there's a great there's a great you know things that can be found for people and great starts that people can implement in their lives so yeah I think it's it's a fun, it's a fun, exciting time rather than it being. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think when we, we look back, it's so easy to get nostalgic about the past and about how things, you know, used to be. I wouldn't trade going back in my 20s for anything. Ooh. I wouldn't. I would, I'm maybe the maybe the physical side of things, but it, that wouldn't be enough to outweigh the uh, the naivety, shall we say, or the lack of experience or. <laughs> the lack of confidence you have in early years. I think with age and maturity comes a self-assurance and comes, you know, with experience, you learn what you yeah. like, what you don't like, mm. you know, yeah, who you love yeah. to spend your time with, what you love to spend your time doing. And I think 
I've definitely found that with age has come an, an authenticity because you start to live hopefully in line more and more in line with your own values. But you kind of have to make the mistakes first before you realize that, don't you? Yeah, exactly. And also, you know, it's the, the experience is there, but also the memories are there. So, you know, we're, yeah. we're kind of saying, oh, oh, don't think I didn't think I'd want to go back to my 20s. I had a very good time. But, um, you know, you, you, but you can remember those stories. But then now passing those stories on to other people and saying, oh, my God, this happened when I was blah, or if they, they're doing something or when I, you know, and it's that kind of lovely nostalgic moment where you're remembering how good life was but then also how good life can be you know your best days are ahead of you because you've got so much choice and so much ability and opportunity and time that it you know it's a really positive thing Amazing. Nina, I think that's an amazing uh, note to end on and a really uplifting uh, view of midlife. And I hope this has really helped anyone listening to today's episode who has been experiencing any of the, the barriers that we discussed but I think really taking the view that you're you're describing there and, and uh, an objective and positive view of, of the future is a really, it's really empowering, isn't it? Because you do yeah. have so much within your, your own control. Um, it's been wonderful to sit down and chat with you today. And I'm sure there will you know, be questions and ladies who will want to find out more about you. Where is the best place to find you, Nina? Yeah, the best best place. Well, no, firstly, it's been lovely chatting to you as well. I, I Literally, it's such a passionate um you know, it's a subject and which is why I'm in this field of work. And, you know, I'm somebody who has had a second kind of chance at doing something I want to do. So I highly recommend it. And if you have something you want to do, just do it. Um, but yeah, so they can find me best places on Instagram. Um, I'm at the menopause health coach. And I'm on there every day and answering people's questions, posting each day. And um, yeah, so that's where you can find out loads of information about how you how you're feeling in midlife symptoms that you may be experiencing and just kind of insights into where to find information and everything so yeah amazing you know we'll link your details in the show notes below so people can find you very very easily I want to say a huge thank you and thank um, you hopefully so we'll touch base really soon thank you so much nina for your time your energy and your honesty when it comes to this subject. I really love the open book approach of, you know what, we're all going through this, let's talk about it, let's make this subject mainstream, let's have a laugh about it, camaraderie, community, I really, I love this. And I'll, I'll tell you a little story, tiny, tiny story. I was editing this podcast and, and running through it before we, um, before we pop the podcast up onto our platform. I like to give it a listen just to check that everything is is where it should be and that the audio quality is uh, is where I like it to be. And when I was in the coffee shop listening to this podcast, there was an amazing group of ladies next to me. There were six of them. And they'd all come into the coffee shop and sat on the table next to me, all gotten their cappuccinos and their lattes and they were sitting around. And they just, they started to talk very frankly about menopause. And it was a really open conversation, lots of laughs, lots of gasps, lots of sharing stories. And I'll be really honest, I paused my AirPods just so I could have a little bit of a, a listen to what they were chatting about. And it was just such a warm and inviting scene. It was almost like it was Richmond's version of, of Sex and the City. It was, it, was, it was lovely to witness, but it was just a really nice energy and to witness that while listening to this podcast was it just encapsulated the whole thing and it was just just a moment so there we go if you see me in a in a coffee shop watch what I'm doing with my airpods I might be just having a little listen um anyway if um that episode was valuable to you if you are uh, interested in finding more about Nina you can find her contact details in the show notes below as well as a link to our five step guides I talked about this at the start of the episode if you haven't already checked out our five-step guides on the website they are brand new and they dive into uh, some big topics around poor quality sleep lack of time low energy and elevated stress if any of those sound familiar you can see you can say d all of the above if any of those sound familiar jump onto our website read our five-step guides and start implementing those really quick strategies straight away that's what they're there for is because it's not just you who is experiencing this these are the most 
most common conversations that we have with ladies who come into our program. So jump in there, have a little look. And speaking of our program, if you are interested in one-to-one coaching, if it's something that you've been considering for a while, this is your chance. We have six months left of the year. Absolutely terrifying, I know, but that's an amazing amount of time to make significant changes to your lifestyle. Ask my clients who have been on board with us for six months, they will tell you. So if you're interested and perhaps you've been listening for a while and feel as though my message resonates with you, that you could um, maybe, sometimes ladies will say to me, Caroline, I was listening to the podcast for a while and I really feel like I I know you. Does that sound strange? And no, not at all. It's um, actually really nice for me to know that you know, you feel comfortable and that um, the things that I'm talking about are, are useful to you is a wonderful place to start a coaching relationship. So if you are interested, do get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. And as ever to you, the listener, thank you so much. I do really appreciate it. Sincerely. Podcasts are my they, would they be a, I think I would need a podcast on a desert island. You know, they say, what are the, the things that you would take if you're stranded on a desert island? I think I would need Apple Podcasts to get me through. Um, I just love everything about podcasts. And, uh, and hopefully you do too. So I thank you sincerely for spending your time with us. And I will leave you there. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And we will catch up next week on the Health Hacks podcast. <laughs>